0: hey everyone welcome back to another episode of anime house today we're going to talk about the recent ending of the anime mob psycho i'm sure most people have either heard of or watched mob psycho to some degree or have heard or watched or read um one punch man a really famous uh manga and anime uh adopted by the same artist so that's pretty cool and recently the anime actually just finished airing season three and the anime is cons- uh, confirmed to be done with season three, which is really cool. I think a really big IP in mob psycho finishing like that. Weirdly, I felt like also went under the radar, but also I think it's really cool that in our life, in like a span of, I don't know, like seven years, give or take, I believe six, seven years, the show was able to finish, and I think it was a really concise, really well-written story. The anime was really good from start to finish. I, in fact, I even rewatched the entire thing right before season three came out, so that was really great to rewatch. And overall, the anime I think held to held the test of time, but also was able to conclude in a way that was very just like. Really, there was no progressing this story further because I feel like it would have delved into the shonen trope that I feel like my hero academia is kind of falling into where you only have so many big bads that you can face before it gets boring and redundant. And then it becomes the same thing again and again and again. And I'm really glad that Mob Psycho decided not to go that route instead ending on a very positive note of like, this is who he is. So before we continue, there will be spoilers in consideration for the entire series. because we'll be talking about it as a whole, as well as the ending. So please feel free like to pause the video and finish up the series if you haven't already. But if you don't care about spoilers or want to kind of hear our thoughts or you've already watched it and just want to hear what we have to say about it, please stay. We'd love to have you as usual. But without further ado, I think we'll just kind of dive into it here. So, wait, Francisco, what are your thoughts about uh, Mob Psycho, the ending, the overall anime, and uh, maybe in comparison to a lot of other shounen titles, but also just as a series um, in the last six, seven years since it's been made?
1: I think Mob Psycho's goaded. It's definitely, one, the mangaka, the author's, like, magnum opus, um, Currently I believe one right is still publishing, writing a bit of um One Punch Man, but that one's more comedic. I feel that a lot of the heart and super similarity themes between mob and then, you know, One Punch Man exist together, which makes sense, right? Same author, the same truth that they want to tell, the same like perception of what they feel from their experience living, right? Is really like reflected throughout their work as like many artists and whatnot um at the original run right uh when it was being published online was from like here i see in the wikipedia april 2012 to 2017 so that's cool because you know it's like five years and then the adaptation right it seems that like you said it was like i think when i saw here original run right of the um hold on let me see i think so the original run of the anime 2016 to 2022 so that's cool because it started like right at almost close to the big ending of the actual last arc, which just you know finish with the anime. Anime, so that was like a six six year wait for what is now almost pretty much an amazing completed story, and we don't really get those. Mob Psycho definitely stands apart from being just great content storytelling from start to finish, with one of one of the most really fulfilling. Closure filled endings. And I, I cannot emphasize how how much I mean by closure, especially when it comes to the character. And like, it's not grandiose. As, it's not like, for example, another story they had that's like considered amazing for their ending, um, Fullmetal Alchemist, or even like Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, those end kind of grandiose in the way that um they save everyone, right? Civilization in general. Mob Cycle is super character-focused, and don't get me wrong, Mob himself is, like, spoiler alert, um, one of the prime, like, reasons is that Mob is a very, uh, not apathetic, but he's really closed off his emotions. And that has like negative consequences, right? Um, one, because he's like a very powerful psychic, but the more he like closes off his emotions and bottles them up, when he reaches 100, right? Mob Psycho 100, like 100% of a particular emotion, it just gets released at that moment altogether, right? And it's a huge sto- story on like self discovery, what it means to quote unquote be special. A uh, very reminiscent of like, if you think about it, like it fits along with the author's millennial status or like m- millenn- millennial generation, in which. They grew up in a time where people were saying, or like the media was saying, all oh, you can grow up to be anything you want, right? You're unique, the individual is special, right? Mob Psycho, and then by extension, also like One Punch Man, really like flips that over their head with their protagonists and like their worldview about like you're not necessarily special. You might not be able to amount to like amazing things, but you know that's like fine. And this is really superficial, like reading into it. There's like several amazing video essays that exist out there, but like. The whole you, the whole aspect of like being special, right? It's really big on this one. And Mob is definitely someone who's special, but he himself is strives for like effort and like self improvement. And it it ends with him pretty much confessing to. It, it's super like going back into like how it's not Ward stakes like one. He did destroy a lot of things because so he went out of control. But he, in this like last last arc, right, he really came to terms with himself and accepted himself, which just goes full circle with just how humble he is. And I love it, man. Mm-hmm. I, I love the entire story. I think it's um something that if you, it, it might be off-putting for some people who aren't used to the animation because it's, I'm not too sure for those who are familiar with, like one, the mangaka, right? But one started drawing at a really late age, right? He He took massive gamble. Um, you can listen to some of our previous episodes. I think we like mentioned one every now and then, so I won't repeat the story. But his story as a mangaka, right? It's like inspirational. Um, it's it, the entire the entire everything around, like how he came to prominence, is phenomenal. And you can like just look up the story online. It's it's even worth like reading. It's super interesting.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think he's also very he's he's very talented. I mean, if uh, if if people get the chance to read the manga for both Mob Psycho and One Punch Man, i highly recommend it. I think you'd really see just how good he is. Uh, in terms of, as a mangaka, very unique, but oh my god. the The, the manga is incredible. Just straight up incredible.
1: And we say this, right? And you're probably, people out there thinking, oh, it must have amazing art. It's not the art. It's more so the vision and how he writes his characters.
0: The storytelling and the development is, is amazing.
1: Yeah, that itself is good. But like, there's something about his art that's really unique. And it just says, it has a lot of heart into it. You can really tell that this is someone who's going out of their way. And like I said, the story of the manga is like phenomenal. Because when he started publishing, he's publishing, he's putting out stories out there, right? Putting himself out there in a medium that is usually like focused on the art, right? We're talking about phenomenal artists like Miura, um, Miura like you know, Berserk, right? Considered one of the greatest like manga uh One Punch Man, Chiro Oro, uh, Bleach's, Taikubo. They have great art. They're great artists too. And often I can imagine like during the early years, right? One must have been mocked for some people out there saying like your art's awful, which would them like at a superficial level translate oh then this must be an awful story but no the story was phenomenal and like really brought people in and really like mob cycle as he developed further and you know got better as an artist he made that kind of scruffy art into his own and really like you're saying Nikio, it's beautiful
0: (laughs) yeah i think it's a very unique thing that a lot of people kind of don't acknowledge and will like how do i put it it's not it's not very it's not very visually appealing so for a lot of reasons i know a lot of people are kind of dissuaded by that and they'll obviously prefer the digit digit digitization or illustration remake that they did for example for one punch man but i think there's a very specific charm specific uniqueness to one's artistry which you kind of see in mob psycho where You see, like, Mob, for example, is very roughly drawn in the anime. He's not very, like, he's not very, like, visually appealing. The entire show, while very colorful, is not exactly appealing in terms of animation. That's not really, to me, what drives, drives, like, why Mob Psycho, I think, is so good. It really does emphasize the beauty and the... Like just incredible writing of not only plot but characters, and, and most of characters. But like, in my opinion, I think there's a lot of mediums that tell a story in various ways, and I think a lot of medium, especially live action medium, that can't really capture, in my opinion, like extremely good character development. I think there are very few live action television shows that very, very, like, just when you watch them, the character development, the character creation is just so, like, incredible. When I see, what I think Mob Psycho proves itself to be is a staple of why anime as a medium and, like, animation as a medium is such a good medium to tell a character's story. Because it serves to show that, like, the artistry and all of that, while important isn't the main focus, but you can see the development of these characters in real time so fluidly through and anim- like through like the world building animation, the character development, whatever it may be. and the writing is just so beautiful because you don't have a like an actual person like acting it's an animator animating these scenes and so, to me, Mob Psycho, in a lot of ways, is a quintessential, like, why, why anime? Like, what makes anime so unique? I've been getting that question of not a lot recently, but a few times about, like, why do you watch anime? What makes anime so, like animation so appealing? And I remember uh, recently I was asked this question, and my answer was, when I watch something, I don't watch it for a specific person or because, like, I may be attracted to this person or whatever, or, what, like, what have you. When I watch something, I watch something for the story, the character development, the plot. I watch something for the writing and, like, how good, can I relate to this character in any way? How does this character drive this narrative? All of that stuff is so important to me. So anime, I feel like, does that better than pretty much every other medium that I know of. And animation just takes it to another standard. So I think Mob Psycho, at least to me, kind of nails that point home of why do I like anime so much? So to me, Mob Psycho in a lot of ways represents, and one in a lot of ways also, represents good character narration, but also how does this character push the plot or the character narrative forward for the other supporting cast? It's a very beautiful thing to see, and that's, why, that's where the beautiful part comes from, I think, where you see just such excellent writing in terms of each character that it's just almost unparalleled, where the only real comparison I have to Mob Psycho are other anime or other animations. Uh, to mine, there's no other live-action series that really kind of matches that, that level in terms of just pushing that character narrative forward really well so i think uh, the story of mob psycho is really good it's just
1: the commentary narrative behind mob psycho is so groundbreaking to what we are accustomed when it comes to the, the traditional shonin tropes right the hero or whatever because it's so grounded that it's like and and it's not only that it's grounded, but the character is in middle school. Such so an emotional period in someone's life, and seeing them find a group, not through like the not through the fact that they have special powers, right, but just the fact that they just want to be with Mob, and respect how much effort he goes along the way. To, for example, just exercising, right, because he's you know to develop when he could in theory just rule over everyone (laughs) with just brute force is beautiful it really speaks over like the kind of person he wants to become and in no small part like you mentioned thanks to the supporting cast like for example reagan a 30 something year old or maybe 30 year old who is one of the greatest mentors unexpectedly (laughs) right
0: that last episode where he, where he, like, kind of pretty much unifies Mob into, like, one whole person. Because the entire story was basically about, like, Mob kind of, like, being conflicted about his superpowers and wanting a normal life. And it's reiterated time and time and time again throughout the show. And then the last episode where he's like, no, like, you have to accept both halves of yourself to become whole. Incredible. That was really good. I really liked it.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. I think Twitter had a most attractive uh, person for 2022. I think I think Reagan was on there on the poll at the finals next to Sans from um, Undertale. So <laughs> uh, that was yes. something fun and cute out there, but it's just it is an it's an unexpected tutor, mentor, father figure, whatever like situation from Reagan because he's a thirty year old hack. There's nothing genuine at first glance from him because he's like almost does his profession is Without the fact, without like knowing that spirits exist, it's a he's a con artist. He's not someone of like moral high standing, but yet he finds himself through mob as well as like I want to be a better person because there's this kid out there who looks to me not as who believes the crap I say, right? And that in itself is like also beautiful because like it, it just goes to show you that sometimes you 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 need people. Um, I think one of, definitely one of the themes behind Mob Psycho is like the people that you surround yourself says a lot about you as well as, you know, you as your individual quirks or maybe even more.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important. Also, I think it's really special that, that I think the entire anime premise was to learn to accept yourself no matter who you are. And that was like the 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 point of the entire show. And I think the last few episodes, the last arc specifically did that really well. And I think the best thing about mob psycho was, at least to me, that you could be the most powerful person in the world. And that doesn't matter because at the end of the day, just accomplishing a daily task is different and difficult for any one person. Like for example, one of the arcs that stood out to me the most in the last season was when he was uh, trying to ask out his crush, I actually really, really liked that arc because it was so accurate. Like, there's so much difficulty that comes with that. And for different people, it's, it's such a monumentally hard task. And like, no matter who you are, right? And so I think it was just so beautifully shown in a way that was like, like, he was scared and angry, and that's why he turned, like, big and was destroying everything. Obviously, he was super-powered, but the whole point was, like, even though he has all these, like, millions of, like, insane abilities, he can do anything in the world, and he can, like, do whatever he wants, theoretically, like, even for him, it's really hard to do something that seems so simple. It's,
1: it's new and scary.
0: <laughs> and it's scary, yeah, and it it showed that. I thought that was such a beautiful thing where you see that like these really human emotions on such a, a, on a character that's supposed to be superhuman just go about like mundane life every day and be like, this is really difficult for me for X, Y, and Z reasons. Like that's such a beautiful thing. Like, I don't know how to put it, but for me, It was so easy to relate to Mob for that reason, where you saw him when he was like, "Yeah, I'm really an an athletic. Like, I want to get stronger, like without relying on my powers." Or like, "I want to help X, Y, and Z." Or like, "I want to ask out my crush." Like, all these things are just so normal. Like, those are like what normal people go through, and it's just accentuated by his superpowers. That's it. So like, Mob is such a relatable character, and the way he was written and the way that. It kinda comes together of like just accept who you are and just understand that no matter what, like everything will work out as it will as it should, it was just a really beautiful message to send at the end. Cause I think the whole point of mob psycho was even if the superpowered human or superpowered being was like struggling through life, like y- you will be able to relate to that to some degree and be like, wow, I see myself in mob. And, like, at the end of the day, it's okay because I can relate to even Mob, who is, like, a crazy, super like, being, as someone who, like, I can see myself going through those same things. And I, I don't know. I think a part of that is really beautiful and, like, a really – I know I'm saying beautiful a lot, but, my um, like, I want to emphasize that I really do think that the writing was just so well done and so concise that there's no other real word for me to say or to, like, capture – kind of just how concise and how good the show was in terms of its narrative character development, but also its message. And so I think Mob serves as a point for viewers to be like, wow, like I really do vibe and understand this character on a deeper level. And this last episode, especially the second to last arc and the last arc of the last season, to me really tied that together, where you saw... You were able to relate to Mob on so many different levels, and it was so mundane. I think the first, the second season was very supernatural. The third season was very mundane to me, where it was almost like human. Like Mob was dealing with very humanistic things in terms of like trust, like attention, like friendships, relationships. Like all these are normal things.
1: Endings. let's not forget the ending. ending of exactly. The years.
0: And like I think, I think that's why that last season was to me so good because it was such a good way of ending such a and this is gonna sound crazy but it was such a good way of ending such a mundane show where (laughs) we were really watching a kid just grow up that was the entire show and it was a really good way for him for for us to end the show as viewers because we do see him accept himself for who he is and like isn't that all anyone strives for in their life at the end of the day, like to be happy and to accept for yourself who you are. So yeah,
1: that last panel with Mob, oh,
0: it's it was really good, man. It's really good. And so I think I think the show is it was perfectly ended. I really hope that they don't they don't somehow choose to reboot it or do something like that. I think it was a good show, and it was just one of those anime that I think will forever be in a lot of people's hearts as wow, like it will forever be goaded because for like pretty much our generation of folks i'm talking about people who maybe saw this from the ages of like 16 or 24 they'll always remember mob as that one like kid that they kind of grew up with to some degree you know
1: yeah i think uh, uh as as a writing challenge too it's really interesting um often people are like what do you do when your protagonist is the strongest of all time the superman dilemma right like how do you write a compelling story Well, you focus on the character, right? The person behind all of that. Um, Often, right? You hear like Superman's boring. There's no way you can write him well. Well, Mob, in a way, has very similar power sets to the Man of Steel, and there's no denying that. Like you're always on your seat for Mob and what they go through, even though in theory they could force everything to just work, right? But that's not that's not what one is trying to really say in their story. More so one is trying to subvert a lot of those notions of the Superman dilemma and I think he succeeds, honestly, without a doubt. Um, and the animation, going to the illustrations, the style in particular leads to really freedom when it comes to like what the animators can do, right? Uh, which mm-hmm. is something that so often you're interested in enough if if something has insane art, for example, say Berserk or like any of the other like big names people you're always gonna hear people say, Oh, it's not as good as the manga. The manga has way more detail with mob right with the unique style that one has, right? And the kind of freedom that he has with that style. It the adaptation, they both they're they're both amazing, but I'm sure the animators loved it the most because they had freedom, right? They weren't restricted to like the insane amount of detail that exists with the Illustrator, right? The fact that I mean like for example, Mira, when he started learning digital art, he would get he would submit drafts super late. I mean, this is something he's known for, because when he was drawing Berserk, that's what he loved. And then the editor would ask, why are these so late? And then he would respond, I think, I'm pretty sure this is one of the stories, like, I right, you can you can go down to the pixel with digital art. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and pretty much what I was telling the editor, is like he was, Nero was spending his days making sure each pixel were as detailed as possible for the illustrations. In particular, yeah. in the and the closer to the last chapters of Berserk, yeah, because those those are when he made the the shift from like traditional hand to actual digital art. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that just goes to show that the animation really elevated the um sakuga, right? The like heavy hitting scenes. Um, but one style, the fact that he was able to find a solution to the Superman dilemma, and that also applies to like One Punch Man too. Um. I mean, he lo- he he loves playing with the strobe. Another series that he's kind of co creating cur- currently is versus, right? Uh, something mm-hmm. else he's like writing on the side, because I mean, like he has. I don't think similar to other phenomenal authors that exist out there. Uh, I don't think he has anything to prove at this point. <laughs> he's he's written such an amazing phenomenal story that now it's just kind of in a way he could retire tomorrow and no one's ever going to forget his name. If they've like read or experienced Mob Cycle
0: for sure. Oh, I very much agree with what you said. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I think with that, we can we didn't go into detail on like the specific arcs in a way that's kind of like spoiler free. Uh, but I'm sure there's like things we said that must have been spoilers, right? Uh, but with that in mind, let's talk about the fact that this has an ending right
0: dude that's what i'm saying like so many anime either disc like get canceled like stop not even anime just animated shows just do not seem to have a definitive ending which is ridiculous and i know you wanted to talk about that briefly and so i think this is a good segue to go into that but the fact that mob psycho had a definitive ending was really just an amazing thing there are not very anime that very many anime that do Not very animated stuff that do. So I know you wanted to discuss that a little bit.
1: I want to discuss it, right? One, it it exists for anime, right? There's several series out there that just don't have an ending. But I do think for anime in particular, fans of anime are are particularly lucky in that either if it doesn't have an ending, you can still go to the source material, right? And often that is finished, correct? We're talking, I mean, I can give you some examples, right? At the top of my head, Bleach, right? Quote unquote. Stopped mm-hmm. airing ten years ago, got canceled. Guess what? Ten-year wait. Fans are here. They're waiting. It comes back. It's gonna finish its "quote unquote" last run in Shonen Jump, right? Um, the last arc, right? Um, the Thousand Year Blood War. That is finishing. That's awesome. But things like uh, Demon Slayer finished. It's been done, and now, well, I mean, it's 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 a cash cow for like, um, Euphorable. So there there be fools to not you know continue animating it. But it's crazy that you are almost as a fan guaranteed an ending either when they finish adapting it like how mob cycle did or through the source material and sure right um anime back in the 2000s you had this concept of filler and that was more of a consequence of the fact that people as in people like studios were adapting series that were ongoing say for example the big three one piece which you know still deals with that consequence that struggle there. You know, dealing in their own way, but you have Naruto, for example, that deals with 50 percent filler, bleach head filler, right? And like that was a consequence of them adapting the series, right? But not just not taking breaks, because mm-hmm. you know eventually they catch up to the actual current um, publication of the manga. That it, that in itself has been changing, right? For example, My Hero Academia, right? Uh, one of the many named Attack on Titan, for better or worse, right? They come back to the series, the studio, or like some other studio, and then like continue out from where they finished mm-hmm. and like i mean there's tons of other series out there that you know might not finish finish but i feel in general like full metal right full metal had an original original ending um and then they went they came back and then they did from Metal Brother, brotherhood and they finished it they fully adapted it crazy right. something like this does not happen in just animation as a whole very often and in particular, like not only animation but series in Western Hemisphere, I'm talking about right now. Let's focus on the companies, right? HBO Max, right? With the recent uh, Warner Brothers situation and Discovery, Warner Brothers Discovery, they're cutting things, man. They are they are canceling things left and right. People are just realizing, well, there's no respect for animation. Well, there's never been any respect for animation, unfortunately, when it comes to these big wigs. But then also, Netflix. They they used to be uh, in a phase of like creating. New content. Uh, now they're just canceling things after like one season, right? Um, that new series, 1980 something, uh, I forget. But nonetheless, you're you're seeing if you go on the news, like, oh, the show got canceled. Oh, the show got canceled. It just keeps mm-hmm. happening, and yeah. that sucks for people who have been invested into those shows, who have, a, you know, made their own communities, made friends along those ways. And I mean, me and you, one of the things that helped us bond was just we like One Piece right yeah literally. I mean, without a doubt like and that sucks for the fact that maybe that era and at least in the west is just not gonna be all that much there anymore and not only for just animation just series in general right like live action stuff
0: yeah i know there was a really popular animated show on netflix that recently got canceled because of what you were saying i forgot what it was called though um but i do remember that that was like a big deal and that's just been a thing inside like- out or is that I think I might have been Inside Out. I'm not 100 percent sure though.
1: Yeah, it's dark, man. You can see mm-hmm. people just feel on Twitter, for example. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to mention that, that while anime does have every now and then, you know, it doesn't end. You're more. You're more than likely to see an, it finished and have closure
0: yeah, with exactly. anime than
1: anything else, even if it, even if the same studio doesn't pick it up again. Another one can pick it up and finish it. Yeah. That is that is so unlikely for anything in the West where people are like very cuz cuz once something is dropped, they have the copyright and it's done. With anime, mm-hmm. that is an adaptation of a source material that comes from a publisher and there's there's an interest for an adaptation because it's like free ad, it's advertisement, right? For the actual source material. Right. Like they get a return on investment because like once the anime gets out. People are like, "Ooh, that was so good!" I want to go purchase the actual physical manga and bonds, right? The volumes, and then that drives up sales for the publisher. That model is super interesting, um, and it's different from what exists in the West, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. Things like uh, The Witcher, mm-hmm. Witcher was a book series, Lord of the Rings, right? They can the publishers. I'm sure whenever there's like new IP adaptations, live actions, video games, right? People will eventually go back and buy the books. But it's more that, that you see that more in anime, in manga, which they're very tied one to one, or in like light novels too. Right. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that because when I think of endings and the fact that I can experience an ending, <laughs> it's rare. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That, that's what yeah. I was thinking too. Like there's only. There's like a handful of shows that I've actually seen that ended. And that's the crazy part. Of all the TV I've watched in terms of animated television, there's only a handful that have actually ended. Yeah. It's kind of nuts nice to me. For
1: me, it's when you do the one-to-one comparison, I do think I've seen more, like, counting everything that I've seen, experienced, more more than often. The anime tends to have, or anime as a medium, tends to have more completed series.
0: Yeah, I, I, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, it's not it's not exactly the best. I agree.
1: Yeah, but it's interesting to think about it as a model. Mm-hmm. Although I'm, I mean I'm, I'm never gonna get into business, so I don't know how far I can take that. If it has any value. Um, but it's definitely something I wanted to acknowledge. And like another reason for like, hey, why do you like anime in particular, right? When people ask that question, it's like animation, right? Sometimes you get the question, like you were just talking about like, why do you like animation? But then other times you'd be like, the next question, right? If someone likes animation and you're talking to them, they ask, why do you like anime too? I want to know that yeah. the difference between that and western. And there's like yeah. many things culturally, right?
0: Unfortunately, a lot of people don't quite understand the difference, which I guess it is what it
1: is. In theory, there's like, outside of like cultural stuff, like influences, for example, the Monkey King, right? It's big in anime, yeah. right? I mean, it's like, but people yeah. in the West don't know what the Monkey King is, or Tripicata's Adventures. If those who aren't unaware, Monkey King is a uh, son Wukong from Journey to the West, uh, 19, 1800? Uh, it's, it's it's kind of old, right? But it's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: almost the precursor for showing stories, at least how they were. Developed in the east, right. In the west, we have our traditional classical heroes, probably for better, better or worse, right? Or for you know, be, be it so, it may from Greek Greek stories, right? Yeah. Right, and you can find a lot of similarities there, but I'm sure, like throughout history, culturally, like there's the hero stories like exist. I think that's it for these for this episode. I mean, that's all I wanted to mention.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's a fair it's a fair thing to mention. I think animation in terms of the western eastern conflict, but then animation overall very mixed bag. But I think the main idea is that it's very rare for an animated anything to finish completely. So I think it's really cool that we were able to see that it finished. Um or we were—it was really cool that we were able to see that it finished completely, which I think is a very special thing overall. Um, but yeah, with that, I mean, I—I I personally don't have anything else. I just think Mob Psycho was an incredible anime overall. I really liked it. Um, and yeah, I mean, in terms of stuff I'm watching, Vinland Saga season two—that's it. I'm not really. Vinland
1: watching Saga. That. What a story! It's guy.
0: talking about character-driven narratives. Uh, season two, kind of a banger so far. It's been pretty good, so I'm kind of kind of curious to see where the show is gonna go. Uh...
1: I I think, for those who don't know, Vinland Saga is a historical epic by the same person who ah, dang, it. I forgot what they wrote previously. Uh, but I think Vinland Saga is definitely the thing plate planets or plate plate something like that. But Vinland Saga is definitely like um, the thing that they're mostly well known for nowadays. It's a story that I feel just transcends medium. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I I I wouldn't be surprised if, like ten years from now, we see some awful Hollywood executive learn about this and then they try to adapt it. I think mm-hmm. it. I think it could be possible without a doubt. But yeah. knowing how bad Hollywood does, they're 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 gonna miss the heart of the story. Uh, but I think as, like, when it comes to anime, people are, like, thinking, oh, it's difficult to animate anime because they think of often, like, Dragon Ball Z, stuff that's, like, really out there when in terms mm-hmm. of, like, being able to translate into just real life. Vinland Saga is so grounded.
0: Yeah, it's so good. It's so grounded in history. It's a really good show, man.
1: It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, Vinland Saga is definitely something that I feel you can almost recommend to anyone.
0: Oh yeah, there's no, there's literally no question.
1: Yeah, the theming, the Maddox doors as the actual moral. It's okay. So, so, bringing this out there, something that's a phenomenal similarity between this show and another very popular live action adaptation, going by Game of Thrones. Season one of Game of Thrones ends with like a very noble king dying, or was that episode one of Game of Thrones?
0: Uh, yeah, it was episode one, or it's the last season of episode which is spoilers but <laughs> it's fine
1: it is spoilers I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry but what that was trying to say narratively it's what I've been hearing when I've like watched videos every now and there it's pretty much trying to say that this king was morally just and the entire and, and what the setting pretty much said to him is like you're just you're righteous but w- this word doesn't care about you <laughs> And it's, like, apathetic and doesn't, and is dark. Doesn't matter if you're a hero, it is ruthless. Mm -hmm. Very similar, Vindan Saga, another character that is almost, has a lot of, for the main protagonist, is pretty much, like, a very important figure. And the themes around, like, what this guy figured out, like, the way that you should live your life or the way that life is or that you should strive for. They have a similar ending, right? They're just the entire world around them just rejects them.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and you're sitting here thinking, is you know, it, it brings along this whole good and evil kind of notion, or not necessarily good and evil, but definitely gray, or at least apathetic, which is even probably worse than just good and evil. It's just they don't care. The universe just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Which um, I, I might be dating this episode, but like I, there was a TikTok trend a couple months ago about the indomitable human spirit versus the um, apathetic, apathetic void of the universe. I'm not too sure. If, did you see those?
0: Oh, uh, no, I have not.
1: They're... I mean, like, in essence, it's pretty much saying, like, the universe is apathetic towards struggles of man, but then the indomitable spirit of humanity transcends even that. And it's pretty much like a hurrah for humanity, even though, like, humanity can do a lot of, like, atrocious things. <laughs> um... It, it it's in line of that, but nonetheless, I think the story of Vinland Saga for for all those out there, we recommend it. I think, and it really depends on when you experience Vinland Saga. Like most medium, right? I, I think I've gone on record saying this with you, Nikio. But most I avoid ranking things ten out of ten, mm-hmm. right? Numerically, unless it's something that it, that influenced me growing up, right. Like it's if anything, it's my favorite. I I'm not gonna say like it's like universally good for anyone, but it's something that like impacted me during a particular moment of my life, which I resonate with a lot. And I feel that Vinna could possibly be that for a lot of people. And even if it's not, it it wasn't for me, like during the time that I read it, but I think it's just it, it still touched. It, it still hit.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I didn't read it, but oh my god. I mean I have the I have the second uh second season books, uh, but I have not read it yet.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm iffy on the quality of those. I think they're mostly hardcover, but I think they're too mm-hmm. small.
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't read them, so I wouldn't know, but yeah, they're they're pretty much all hardcover as far as I know.
1: Yeah. I would have liked them a bit bigger, I guess, but that's just me nitpicking. Maybe there'd be a deluxe edition one day, which I'll, yeah. I'll jump on that. Well, Which is funny, because even if there is a physical deluxe edition, I don't read physical books um i read my stuff digitally like on my phone um Mm -hmm. like a kindle because it's just so smoother and faster for me right i don't gotta flimsy around with the paper but i would still own it because the idea of like collecting and preserving it for like for example like my nephews or whatever or whatever whoever might want to come and like learn more about me i think i think that in itself aesthetically is cool Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like i uh, i fantasize about having like a secret library in like a house one day right dude that'd be so sick yeah and then within that secret library you go in there and then you see all of these trinkets that like in a way reflect who you are and how you like what you experience Mm story-wise and then like me as a kid for example if my old man or my grandpa would have that and i found it by accident i would think it's the coolest thing ever and without a doubt i would pick up one of those books and read it and depending on what it is, it might influence me entirely, and that in itself is so romantic that I just cannot, cannot think about not having it.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know if you um share same similar sentiment, but that's that's my take.
0: Yeah, I mean that'd be cool to have one day to have like a big ass library. That's kind of that's kind of the dream, but um, we'll see what happens.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if that is an unspoken dream of people. And it's not like a quote unquote library where it just has books. I'm sure it can have just a collection that reflects you. and the fact that it's secret makes it cute, yeah. like your your guarded self, but it's still knowledge that's out there for anyone to read if they find it. Mm-hmm. All right, That's the episode, everyone. We took tangents, but I think we got there. um we're we're eventually decide what we want to talk about next. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but, we'll we'll discuss it. We've been a little slow on that process. A lot of life stuff has been happening for the both of us, but don't worry, we'll still have the monthly uh monthly episodes. So we
1: could we could of course always milk quote unquote milk um seasonal anime review.
0: Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah.
1: I I'm not I'm not against say no. <laughs> uh
0: that is that is an option. Yeah.
1: All right, well, I think that's it, Nikhil. I'll let you um, send everyone off.
0: All right, well, thanks, everyone, for listening and joining. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and I, we hope that you guys have a good and wonderful year ahead. Uh, happy New Year's. Happy belated New Year's. And uh, looking forward to all the new episodes we're going to have this year. I think we have a lot of new anime coming out this year, a lot of really good stuff. So we're going to be excited to talk about it. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. That's all we got. I.